What's going on guys? This is Looking Ahead to Beto Days. My name is Chris. I am your host. On this show we will be discussing a lot of key issues that are important to the Beto O'Rourke campaign. Um, today's issue is going to be on reproductive rights. I have a couple of guests here. I have Mr. Jacob Lelish and I have Miss Hannah True. Um, let's dive right into this and get right into it. Alright, so the first topic and issue that we're going to be discussing is women's reproductive rights. This has come into the mainstream as of late um, because you see a lot of laws that are being passed in places like Georgia and Alabama. There was a law passed in Missouri. In fact, Missouri only has one um, open abortion clinic and Beto stepped up immediately and he put out a policy plan about what his administration would do in terms of women's reproductive rights. Basically, his entire plan is going to be um, a, a three-pronged plan. It, it's three-pronged because it's based off of the three branches of government. That's executive branch, judicial branch, as well as the uh, legislative branch. And let's go ahead and dive right into this. And I'm going to I'm gonna pull a quote for you first to tell you why this is such an important um, and hot-button issue to uh, Beto. Uh, for so long, women have been leading this fight shouldering the burden of making sure that their reproductive rights are protected. It's time all of us join them in this fight. Um, we're seeing a lot of stuff from various states, Georgia, Alabama, Missouri. I mean, there's only one abortion clinic that is still open in Missouri, and that's a big deal. Missouri's not a small state. You have to go a long ways to get an abortion if you're, if you're in um Missouri, Georgia completely banned them. And if a woman goes out of state to get an abortion, she can be prosecuted. And when all of this stuff came down, Beto stepped right up and said, I, I, this is what my policy plan is. This is how things are going to be different under, under my administration. And, and we're going to ensure that women have their, their rights respected. His first thing that he wants to do um, within the executive branch is to appoint an attorney general who would protect a woman's right, a constitutional right under Roe v. Wade. Um, that's pretty important. If you have a, um, a, an attorney general whose views are different from that, if they're a pro-life attorney general, they're the, it's going to be very hard to have him back the courts Right? So the, the attorney general isn't the lawyer of the president. He's the lawyer for the people. He's our lawyer as citizens of the United States, and that means all of us. That means women as well. Um, he, wants to, he, he needs his attorney general to, to oppose unconstitutional trap laws. And for those of you who don't know what a trap law, trap stands for targeted restrictions on abortion providers. This stuff is like, you know, lights have to be a certain color or the hallway has to be a certain width and if they don't meet these requirements you know they can shut that that building down um it, 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 it attempts to hide behind religious liberties to limit a woman's health care options 
Um, there's also, under the Trump administration, a gag rule. It bans doctors from telling women how they can safely and legally <clears throat> access an abortion. Something like that's dangerous. Um, a doctor should be able to provide a woman with accurate advice about where they can go to get the care that they need. Um, Beto is also going to put forth a budget that includes uh, increased Title X funding for women's health and includes no restrictions on the use of federal health care funds for abortions. And that's coming as as a response to something called the Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment limits the amount of funds uh, federal funds that can go to abortions. And this really what it does is it ends up dispro- disproportionately affecting women of color and women in underserved communities from accessing abortions. You know, every woman should have the right to good health care. It shouldn't matter if you're poor, rich, uh, black, or white. It, it, it really shouldn't. Um, they're going to remove, he wants to remove scientifically unfounded, unsound, excuse me. FDA labeling regulations that impose barriers to the use of medical medication-based abortions. You know, all what this boils down to is we need to make sure that women have the same rights as everybody else. They should be able to make that decision for their for themselves and not have to worry about other people, politicians, trying to get inside their bodies. Um, judicially, he wants to make sure that. Roe v. Wade is is protected at every level of the federal judiciary. Roe v. Wade is settled law. It should be treated as settled law. There shouldn't be this if, and, or but. It's settled law. Um, the biggest part is going to come in, legislate in, in from the legislative branch, and obviously that's going to work with the um, with the. Uh, executive branch. The federal legislation would affirm constitutional rights to cho- to choose. Um, basically, they would affirm a woman's constitutional right to choose under Roe v. Wade and preempt state and local laws banning abortion prior to you know viability. They also want to, again, stop politically motivated trap laws. These trap laws are very detrimental and it, it, it's, it's important that they cover their bases both executively, judicially, and legislatively. He also wants to protect the full spectrum of reproductive health care through insurance coverage. They want, they, he wants to repeal the Hyde Amendment. That amendment's got to go. Um, it prohibits spending federal, federal funds, again, on abortion services disproportionately impacting women of color and women in underserved communities. Now, any, woman, any woman who gets her care or insurance to the federal government has to be covered for all pregnancy-related care, including abortions. Um, they, they also, he also wants to prohibit abortion restrictions on private insurance. Um, no politician should be able to interfere in the private insurance uh, market to prevent insurance companies from providing abortion coverage. That's, that's just not something that should happen. Again, this detrimentally affects a woman's right to choose. And he also wants to create a universal health care system that includes coverage for the full spectrum of reproductive health care, including access to contraception and abortion. Today I have some special guests to discuss reproductive rights. Uh, I am proud to introduce... Uh, Jacob Lelish. I'm a student teacher and I also work for a nonprofit 501c3 called Under the Tree Incorporated as the director of fundraising. Um, I believe that Roe v. Wave lays out 
um, CLE terms for abortions, um, that first trimesters should be unpeated, um, and it's up to the state um, and determine any laws affecting the second trimester. Um, and that's how what I believe. Right. And my second guest? My name is Hannah True. I am a virtual assistant. I am also a new mom of an eight-month-old beautiful baby boy, and I also happen to be Chris's wife. Uh, I am all about some reproductive rights. I think that as women, we have the right to choose what we do with our bodies, and the issue of abortion is just one singular part of reproductive rights, but particularly on the right, uh, or on the issue of abortion, it's a decision a man is never, ever going to have to make, so they can stay out of my uterus. All right, so uh, we obviously have slightly, slightly differing opinions, um, and so we're going to get right into this. Uh, Roe v. Wade is, um, we, I, I've said it myself, that it is, it is settled law. So what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think that it is, is, is settled law, and if you don't, agree or you agree like expand about it a little bit why do you feel the way that you feel i think roe v wade is definitely the law of the land um i think that the law could even be expanded to ensure you know states can't get around or do these attempts to get around roe v wade um my right to an abortion and my right to choose my route of reproductive health has nothing to do with anybody else's opinion and their beliefs so yeah roe v wade is the 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 law of the land and the starting point that any other discussion on women's reproductive health should go or start um though uh roe v wade um case is settled um it is not unchallengeable um, and if uh, to expand upon it um, with anything short of an amendment to the Constitution would not be effective enough. Um, currently, um, there is no um, allowed messing with first, first trimester abortions, according to Roe v. Wade. However, obviously, you see, you mentioned Georgia and other states. Um, this is an attempt to bring um, back. To the Supreme Court, the uh, question of abortion. Um, most people don't know um, Roe v. Wade is actually only dependent on the um, right of privacy clause of the 14th Amendment, um, which is questionable in a lot of ways. Um, so if we can't strengthen it, um, Roe v. Wade's not going to do anything for the future. Makes sense. Um, with it be, coming down from the the Supreme Court, though, it's their decisions are, are pretty firm. You, you there's, it's not often. I mean, only one time in American history have they reversed a um, a, a case, and that dealt with you know sep, uh, separate but equal Plessy versus Ferguson and Brown versus Board of Education. So I mean, it's the Supreme Court is has their their word is is pretty strong. Um, why? Why do you think that it's not strong enough? Well, another Supreme Court 
can simply overturn it, like you said, with those other rulings. However, Supreme Court has never overturned an amendment to the Constitution, and they are incapable of doing so. Huh. What do you mean they haven't overturned an amendment? Um, I said it's only happened one time. One time. What about prohibition? That was, was an amendment. Wasn't an amendment? Mm-hmm. Prohibition was My an bad. amendment. It was done by the con- it was done by Congress, not the Supreme Court. Oh. No, the Supreme Court cannot overturn. It happened amendment. after 1820. I don't care about anything that happened after. Also, the Supreme Court has <laughs> made multiple revisions. Brown, Pressy Scott, like, um, the Japanese internment, like a lot. So. That was an executive order. Yeah, it was, it's yeah, an executive order. They ruled that it was he had the power to do so. Then they changed it later. He said after World War II, they said president have allow does not have the authority to intern certain groups of Americans. Oh. Hmm. They overturned it, but maybe uh, maybe maybe that should come up again. <laughs> 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 well, um, the you heard you, you heard Hannah say that it, it happened after 1820. She fun fact she is a, Are a you historian this in there. Hmm? It's just banter at this point. Um, So that's going to bring us up to the next thing. Because you said it needs to be done as far as an amendment, which would cover um, anything else, such as these these trap laws. Um, They drastically limit a clinic's ability to provide abortions. Uh, What do you think that should should be done to make sure these uh, these laws are done away with? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Because you can say, well, it's got to be done with amendment. But it's not that easy to get an amendment passed. You have to get it backed by states. You have to get it through Congress. And you have to have somebody who doesn't try to challenge it and take that all the way through the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's going to have to back it again. So, uh, again, how do, you, how do you make sure that these laws specifically are done away with? First of all, these laws are absolutely ridiculous. Um, and we keep saying abortion clinic, abortion clinic, abortion clinic. These are not abortion clinics. These are healthcare facilities that provide abortion services these are not places buildings offices that only that women only go to to get abortions um and these laws are ridiculous talking about the width of a of a hallway and this and the the office needs to be big enough for a stretcher to get down and it's it's an abortion is an outpatient procedure like you go in you have the procedure done and then you leave you're not I mean, the, the, I, I read a study years ago, and I can't remember the exact number, but the, the percentage of people getting admitted into the hospital after an abortion procedure is, like, you have a higher chance of having complications after having a child birth than having an abortion. And the, just, just the things that people, that these lawmakers are coming up with to make these laws is just absolutely absolutely ridiculous and it's affecting people trying to just have regular health care how we get rid of them i mean how we get rid of them is social action is you you need to tell your lawmakers that these are ridiculous you don't believe in them and they're inhibiting women from getting the health care that they need i didn't have insurance for a long time so the reason why the reason why I never had to make the decision to get an abortion or not is because Planned Parenthood is a thing. I didn't have health insurance for years, but I was a sexually active person, so I needed to take precautions against it. I had birth control for God knows how many years because of Planned Parenthood because I could walk in, pay money out of my pocket, and get get the medication that I needed. The second I got on health care. 
or that I got health care and it was government health care, it was an Obamacare plan, I could no longer use my insurance at Planned Parenthood. So you said um, we would need social action, but there are a lot of people out there who truly and really believe some of this is religiously based. Mm-hmm. Um that there are Democrats literally in rooms waiting for babies to be born to murder them. Like, how do you, how do you counteract that? How do you, you counteract this kind stupid. of... You can't fight stupid. And I don't want to call anybody stupid, but it's all some kind... It's, it's all... I mean, personally, I feel like that is all fabricated and fear-mongering to speak to a certain demographic of people that have been empowered in the last two years, three years, by some incredibly left-thinking politicians. What? What were you mouthing to me? I said left. I mean right. Oh, did I say left? You said left. Shit. Yeah. Cut. Anyway, cut. What did you ask me? It's all fear-mongering. It is. It is all fear-mongering. All, all fear-mongering. Um, it's red meat to the base. So I'm going to present this, this sa- the same question to you. Like, what do we do about uh, about these trap laws? Again, amendment's not going to be easy. I mean, we have states who just in the last – Mississippi, within the last 10 years, just ratified the 13th Amendment. Well, um, you go and you uh, mention that amendments aren't easy. Um, they're not supposed to be. Um, the rule of the majority. Um, and if you don't have enough people behind your issue to pass any kind of major federal law, then maybe it shouldn't be passed, frankly. Um, unfortunately, we live in a very democratic society that um, takes a majority of people and sometimes a super majority to get some of these issues passed. And I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want a majority of people um, determining um, how I have to live my life and how you have to live your life. Um, sometimes that's not doesn't work for our benefit. Um, but you know, let's say there's a thirty percent of the people um, you agreed with them, um, you thought they had good ideas, and you allowed them to take full control of the government because their ideas were so great. Um, it turns out they're not so great, and that has happened before in history. Um, that thirty percent of the population have taken over a country and had their radical ideas. Um, that many people supported um, come to forefront. And I don't think I need to say who that group is, but that has happened before. Um, Hopefully it will never happen in this country, but if we allow um, a group of people, even if their cause is good, to be able to affect a policy on that scale without something as an amendment to the Constitution, um, then what else could another group with maybe not so honest intentions do? I think that's the crux of this whole thing, though, is I have all of these ideas. I have all of I have passion about a lot of issues, but I don't know what I can do to fix them. So what do I turn to? I turn to who has similar views to myself. I look at somebody who is trying to do something about these things that I feel strongly about. Someone who is trying to put themselves in a position to actually do something about them and I align myself with them. Full disclosure, is that necessarily Beto right now? It might be. I don't know. I'm still undecided on that. But I know that what is happening right now is not working for me. 
and it's not working for many people. So all of the people that look or look, all of the people that look at things, yeah, all the people that look at things the same way I do and feel the same way about things that I do, then we stand behind one central person who is doing that because that's that's what I know how to do right now. That's how I know how to fix trap laws. That's how I know how to make abortion and reproductive health clear across the board. That's what I know how to do. And that's for me, that's how I got in, involved with uh, Beto's campaign. We're going to talk about one more topic. And that is uh, the Hyde Amendment. The, the Hyde Amendment creates restrictions on money from the government pertaining to abortions. Beto has come out and said this should be repealed immediately. And that's that's part of his, his plan here. It does affect women of color and women in underserved communities from accessing abortions. Do you think federal money should go to these kinds of programs and these kinds of plans um do you, do you think it's okay uh that federal money is going to abortion clinics when you know you do have people who are are, are pro-life and they they pay their taxes as well mm-hmm. you know where, where do you stand on that i mean i i i understand this and i and i sympathize with this question because I mean I am someone who is pro-choice and I am someone who thinks that women should be afforded everything equally no matter their background but I I I understand the issue when there are there is a large majority of people in America who are not pro-choice and they don't want their tax dollars going to things that they don't believe in just like I don't want my tax dollars going to things that I don't believe in but I think but I think the issue comes in organizations like Planned Parenthood, 3%, something like 3%, again, this study that I read years ago and haven't read recently, 3% of the services that Planned Parenthood provides are abortion services. 97% of what Planned Parenthood does has nothing to do with an abortion. 90% of what Planned, Parent, Planned Parenthood does ensures that women have children when they are ready and able to provide for them. They ensure that they have care throughout their pregnancy so they give birth to a happy and healthy baby. Should money be taken away from that? So that 3% of what happens, and and I'm pretty sure, and I don't want to be quoted on this, again, read this study a million years ago, none of that federal money goes to abortion services at Planned Parenthood. I, I, I could be misquoting whatever I read there, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read, again. I've had a baby since then. I don't have time to read up on things as much as I would like. But I don't know. I just I just think that's a really hard question. Do I think that we owe it to all women to provide them with, if they are on a government-assisted Medicare plan, do we owe it to women to provide them services that they need to have to cover their health care? Yes. Should it come from taxpayer dollars? I'm okay with putting my tax dollars to it. But I know a lot of people aren't, so that's a hard one. Um, I understand why most people who don't want their money to go to that. Um, you can imagine if the roles were reversed, um, if there was a law saying that uh, 
um, no abortions um, were legal. It was totally no abortions were allowed. Um, and there was, you know, federal fund, there was a group, um, I forgot the names of the various clinics who um, give the other options like adoption. Um, I don't know if you know their name off the top of the head. Um, there's a number of uh, other nonprofit uh, clinics who uh, try to lure people to them, not lure, but they're called something. I was going to say, like those vans that sit outside Planned Parenthood and try to lure pregnant women and say, hey, let me take a picture or let me give you a, a ultrasound and look at your baby before you do that. I, well, that's these, an important point well, to point are out. Not, that, well, that does happen. I know, I know. I'm being facetious. Uh, but that's the thing yeah. that's happening, and that is um, not okay. There's uh, clinics. Um, they uh, they often have, um, and they, they run a, uh, they, al- they always uh, tend to be named something like um, choice um, for various reasons. Um, most people say it's, oh, they're trying to get people, you know, to go there, so. Um, many people, uh, they give more options. Planned Parenthood, like a lot of people say, oh, they give one option. They just give abortion. So they say, we give multiple. We give adoptions, abstinence, you know, and they list off like five different choices. So that's why they call themselves that here's way. The, here's the problem no, with no, no, But no. anyway, let me, let me go with it. But that's just, okay. that's what they do. They're like, we give multiple choices. Um, so that's why they call themselves out there. Um, but many of these uh, groups, I lost my train of thought totally. Um, what was the question? Um do you think that oh the terms were yeah. uh, reversed um so let's say abortions were totally um go and let's say you're very i mean you're very pro-choice um how would you feel if federal government started funding these nonprofits that um just tell women that hey you don't have to do abortions or you know you need to focus on happiness or adoption or you know other contraception options. yeah yeah other options which um, again planned you know, parenthood and places like that do offer um, well they generally don't um um plan her doesn't have a uh, uh offering like adoption yeah, the, that like is that. true that is true but they do um, offer the contraception portion stuff like that um so how would you feel if um 538 mil, uh, million dollars went annually to that organization a federal money. It's a solid, um, and that's how much goes to Planned Parenthood. Um, I don't know the number exact number that goes to abortions. You could argue that I'm sure, like, well, if you're paying the doctors, then that's going to abortion. I'm sure there's terrible ways um, to skew the numbers. Anyway, statistics are made to be manipulated um, to whatever your cause is going to be. Yeah, so you see that a lot and yeah. you see a lot of polls and people put stuff out there. If you, if you have a, a, a liberal poll, it's going to be skewed in a liberal way. If you see a Republican or excuse yeah. me, a, a conservative so poll, it's going to be skewed. Get the flat well. number about $538 million goes to Planned Parenthood. Let your imagination decide where most of that money goes to. Um, but how would you feel no, uh, if it went to uh, one of those organizations who, I wouldn't um, mind if it went to that organization as long as there's still money going to Planned Parenthood. Yeah, yeah it's it's because here's the thing about but other organizations. There's not federal like money that. going to that organization now. Okay, well then find some federal money to go to that organization. I'm all about that. So, here's the thing: yeah. nobody is pro-abortion. You can be pro-choice and you can be pro-life. Nobody is pro-abortion. An abortion is doesn't sound as good. An 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 incredibly hard decision to make. 
And I think that gets discounted a lot. I think the, that it gets no. discounted a lot as people don't think women aren't just going, oh, I'm going to go get my abortion I mean, today. It is yeah. a difficult decision to make. Yeah. I mean, you always, you, it just boggles my mind that it's just like you're either, you're like if you're, if you're not pro-life, then you're pro-killing babies. It's not a thing. I'm not going to get into the science or the debate of whether of when life begins and all that because you can create your own opinions on that. That's not for me to decide for you. I mean, nothing's for me to decide for you, but you know what I mean. But here's the thing about other services like, like adoption, mentorship, and all of that kind of stuff. A woman still ha- to place a child for adoption. A woman still has to give birth to a baby. Let me tell you, th- I just had my first child. Being pregnant was the worst thing that is ever I've ever experienced. The way my body changed, the way my emotions changed, the way my brain changed in those nine months was awful. And I don't, I know there might be people listening that have issues with infertility and all of that. And I sympathize with all of that. I'm just talking about my personal experience. Being pregnant sucked. I hated it. I hated every single minute of it. Yes. When I birthed my baby, it was all made worth it and all that. But I have a real genuine fear of being pregnant again. Like, I don't want to do it. I would rather actually birth a baby again than be pregnant for nine months. It is a physical toll taken on your body. And if you are not mentally prepared for it, needless to say, financially prepared for it, it is a life-changing event in so many ways. I always wanted thousands of children I had one and my husband's gonna be lucky to get another one out of me like you can talk about oh there's other options there's other options you can you know all of these things but you still have nine months of actual hell that you are going to go through and if you don't want to do that to your body you shouldn't have to do it to your body now, Jacob, um, you brought up abstinence, and you know that's a that's a that's a good, good you know that's a ideal kind of thing. But if you go around telling kids and like you just preach abstinence, preach abstinence, preach abstinence, that's not necessarily going to fix the problem because a lot of kids and it it doesn't work. Like, what do you what do you say to the people who who say, well, I mean, let's let's make abstinence a thing? Well, that's uh. When I refer to it, um, there's a lot of nonprofit organizations that are pro-life um, who they like to uh, say they um, advocate more choice, um, and that's just one of the choices. That's fair. Um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, in a in a perfect world, um, every baby would be able to be prided for and wanted. Um, but there's, like you said, there's situations. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to take issue with the whole wanted thing. I know many women who have had abortions and it's not because they did not want their child i hate when people say that because wanting and being able to provide for a child are two separate things i'm not discounting that some abortions are for i got pregnant and i don't ever want to have kids or i got pregnant and this is i I don't i just don't want this right now but i think that we should be very careful about talking when we talk about abortion, we should be very careful about saying unwanted babies. Just a little pet peeve of mine. That's that's also Continue. fair. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying, um, with the uh, those organizations, I'm sure there's a term for them. It just won't come to me. 
um, they they advocate they have multiple choices, um, like abstinence, adoption, adoption. Nobody's um, taking away those choices. I'm sorry. I know nobody's taking but, away those choices. Should we? But I don't think we should funnel more money into those choices, at the expense of a woman's right to choose to do what the fuck she wants to do with her own body. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Sorry, um, and I'm not yelling but, at you. I'm no, just yelling at um, people. But that, and, and that's the thing. And then you have the other side who goes, you know, you're spending all this money to kill children that are not going to be birthed now, and they could be Einstein's. There's those people, and then you know, you know, um, to make an argument um, to or for anything is very hard. Um, you know, when, when does life begin? Like that, that whole chestnut, um, you know, it's impossible to say, um, to any, to convince anybody. But if I say a point, half the people in this country will agree with it. Either one. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's one of those things. I mean, the potential of life, if there is a zygote grown in you, that will, if it is not acted on by some external fur force, will produce a human being. Though it could be flawed in some way, a human being would, will be born if no external factors or internal factors mm-hmm. mess that up. So is that a life? I would say there's 50% of the country, if not more, who say, yeah, that's a life. You know, what are you going to do? Um, it's one of those uh, things, if you look at the statistics, pro-life, pro-choice, the pro-life statistics are more, they have more percent of the country, they're just in different spots. As in, there's 14% of the people in the pro-life movement who say it's illegal in all circumstances. Mm -hmm. But if you go in some circumstances, it's 41%. And if you go in this, it goes up to 51%. The pro-choice, however... Their majority is in the um, legal no matter what right now. And their starts to drop off drastically. So they so a lot of times you, you have this feeling that there's more people on your side, but in reality there's more people in the middle than anything. You mean you mean like like late term abortions or second trimester abortions? Well there's and... uh there's a I mean it's like pull it up right now, but uh a lot of people um, will advocate any. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know when, and I understand why because if you put restrictions on it, that means you can restrict all yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, but that's not truly how things work. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, nobody's waiting around for babies to be born. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. The the doctors and there's a misconception that the doctors are co- and mothers are having this conversations about whether or not they should kill the baby, and uh, that's just not happening. That's factually inaccurate. Um, what now you do it, again? That's it's a hard decision to make. But do you want your child to live in pain for? five minutes because that's all their life is going to be or do you want to do you want to stop that um and, and then 
return to that point because a lot of people like to use the extreme example um, because it makes a very good point. Um, that's less than... It's more flashy. 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you want to have a real conversation, you need to stop using those because Agreed. most people go, yeah, you know, how many kids are born rape and incest? Um, mm-hmm. The numbers are obviously very hard to track, but it's right now it's 0.8% and they think that's doubled and the true numbers doubled mm-hmm. because half of sexual assault are not reported. So, yeah. and that's even... So they say, well, half It's completely of, different. Yeah, so the half of the people who eggs. had babies wouldn't have reported the sexual assault, so you wouldn't know they had great babies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a terrible word now that I said it. Yeah. But yeah, no, we know what you're so, saying. It's, it's all so right. It, so that's uh, 1.6%. Mm-hmm. You know, we... and. And that even seems a little high. Yeah. I hope that's not true. I mean, true. It, I, don't think it hurts, <laughs> I don't think it hurts anything to include that in the verbiage of... Yeah, but, yeah, but, but when but you... To, yeah. But to take a stance on that, I agree. I think that... Um, because most people... And that's people, not to discount, you know, the atrocities of being raped or being a victim of incest and conceiving a child from it. But I think your, your, your day-to-day person that is questioning whether and i say person your day-to-day woman that is questioning whether to have an abortion is probably not in one of those categories yes um because i would say i I would go out on limb the majority of pro-life people are like well of course the baby is going to suffer like i understand that yeah like i I don't think that's it there's obviously the that percentage like i said there's 14 percent of the pro-lifers who i don't care yeah you know, it's a life. Maybe God will the save the baby. Even yeah. in that conversation, you know? again, re- religion shouldn't be brought into. And there are those weird kind of other situations. And if you go that way, um, there are the ones like, "Oh, your baby's going to have this. He's going to have three months to live, mm-hmm. and they grow up fine." Yeah. That happens. I mean, you know. So if you use the, that extreme, the other extreme is true, and that's why I don't like to use extremes yeah. because they're extremes for a reason. They don't happen. But even in all of this, we're talking about the life of the baby. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about an extreme case of a woman gives birth and it's going to be detrimental to her health. Again, I'm talking about the process of growing and birthing a child. It's so hard. It's on very a taxing. Woman's body and spirit and mind. I'm not even going to put spirit in there, but I'm going to talk about like her mental faculties like they call it pregnancy brain for a reason like your body goes through some crazy things on a physical and mental level if you are not if like if you can't do that then do not put your body through that we talk about the life of the baby or the life of the fetus all of the time quality of life of the mother too and then and then you know we got lucky and we have not been sleep deprived for eight months because our kid is a freaking unicorn. But you have a great kid. You're, 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 most of the time you're sleep deprived for the next two years. And like, it's just, if you find yourself, I just think that if you find yourself in a situation where you financially can't do it, physically can't do it, mentally can't do it, or just for whatever reason, do not want to do it at that point in your life 
that is your body and if you don't want to put your body and your mind through that you shouldn't have to very good well i'm going to ask you guys one last question and it doesn't have to do have to do with reproductive rights but it it you know, you, Hannah, you said earlier that you were undecided and Jacob, you know, since I, I know you pretty well, you also are um, undecided at this point. What do you need a candidate to present to you right now that would get you on board? As you all know, I'm a, a, a Beto supporter. Um, I've been a Beto supporter since I, I watched his campaign in, in Texas. Um, what, what about you guys? I need a plan. I need a plan not just ideas. I need a plan as to how you are going to enact or make all of these great ideas that you have work. Um, I don't think there's anything anybody can tell me at this point to make me vote for them um, because unfortunately um, most things don't happen no matter grand plans never seem to pan out. Um, The only um, person who did try to do anything they said um, is not someone I would want to vote for. Um, so, really, um, as long as they're not a crazy person um, and um, they have a chance to winning come November, I'm going to vote for them. Okay, it's fair. That's fair. First, uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on. You guys have been great. The conversation's been great. Um, it, it, you've given me a lot to work with. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and close out the show again. My name is Chris. This is looking ahead to, uh, Beto days. Um, I'm going to just real fast. You guys can get involved with this campaign as well. You can volunteer, um, hold meetups, knock on doors, canvas, clipboard, um, down below, you will see a link that is a link to, uh, to donate, um, and you will also see the link to Beto's, um, his, his campaign page give it a good thorough look through he has some really good stuff guys i truly believe in this um and that's that's saying a lot um but for now let's uh let's go ahead and start looking ahead to uh beto days